The fan service is back, and so are the villains, apparently. Let's find out why when we dig into Seven Deadly Sins, quote, quote, season two, Signs of the Holy War. Cody, Cody, we got a quick one this week. How the hell are you? Oh, man, I'm good. Ready to to get through this quick little four-episode section here. How are you doing yourself? Oh, man, I'm good, and I can't wait to, you know, continue on with the saga that has been Seven Deadly Sins. Um, But, you know, that's what we talk about here, guys. Welcome to the next episode of Shonen and Suds. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. Welcome, welcome. It's a treat once again to be back here. And like we said at the top of this, we're covering, you know, we say season two, but it's the Netflix season two, which is more of like a, I guess this is what, more considered like an OVA or just like a little side series or? Yeah, I think it's kind of just like a little, a little mid, mid-season break. I don't know what to call it. There was, it was like a special in Japan that aired. Okay. So it, it almost feels a little bit like an OVA, but there's obviously some, some pretty key story elements that are happening here. Oh, for sure. Um, so I've never really seen a show do this before. It's almost like, like if a band releases an album and then they release like a single or like an EP, like to kind of, mm-hmm. to kind of bridge the gap. That's what it almost seems like to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I didn't hate it. Um, it was, it was a very quick watch. Um, you know, um, there was again, a lot of the fan servicey stuff I didn't care for, but it was a very nice lighthearted romp. And I feel like we kind of needed this after, this crazy you know eight episode fight we had just had so um i think it was a nice uh, a, a very welcome change of pace overall yeah definitely and we get like a, a lot a little bit more character development on some of like our side characters yeah no absolutely oh. absolutely but you know, we'll and we'll dig into all of that but you know it's been a long day i need to know something cody what you drinking mm. well chris <laughs> At Seven Eleven, I'm running low on Tallboy options for Anheuser Busch oh, products. Um, but Chris, I, I finally decided to make the move. You know, a lot of these beer companies they're coming out with their own seltzers. Everybody's got one now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and Natural Light, of course, they have their own. Oh, uh, they're so good. Well, Chris, I got. I don't know if you've had this one yet, but I got the Natural Light seltzer, the Catalina Lime Mixer. Oh, I sure as fuck have, sir, and it is delicious. That one and Aloha Beaches is definitely yeah. That, my, uh, those were my two options. <laughs> oh man, well they're both great, so you, okay. you you won't be disappointed. It actually doesn't taste like uh, this. Is actually, pretty good. I just took my first swig of this. Yeah, uh, it's it's surprisingly good. This is probably the best seltzer I've had. <laughs> yeah, like and I've had several different kinds of all the different flavors. I'm actually maybe it'll get worse as I go on. I don't know. It actually doesn't, and that's that's the expectation. So you expect that from something with the word natty on it or natural on it <laughs> um, in the beer world. Like, you expect that? No. Like, you'll probably pound that thing before it's said and done. It's wild. Yeah, it's Absolutely actually, like, I feel like it has more flavor than, like, the regular, mm-hmm. like your regular sets, seltzer. <clears throat> yeah. I like how at the bottom it says, when cherry and lime become best friends. Indeed. Oh, their, oh, their cans are great. Like they, they know what the fuck they are. They, they know exactly <laughs> what they are and who they're for. Yeah, it's actually not bad. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I'm drinking on today, Chris. What about you? Whoop. Yeah, we got a, we, Yeah, we're doing a. Uh, we're actually doing a nice uh, a nice draft can of Guinness. Um, you know, with the uh, with the little nitrogen widget in there. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, you know, I'm feel it's uh we're slowly getting into stout weather um around here, so it's about time. Now granted, Guinness is a really I mean, we all everybody knows what Guinness is. Um typical dry Irish stout. Um one of the things that one of the misconceptions that, you know, your average person has about Guinness, Guinness is actually a super, super light beer. Um it only has you know, usually the, the normal, like, draft stout that you get, you know, it's normally, like, 5% alcohol. It's only um, uh, 125 calories, which most people, when they think stout, they think, think super heavy. Um, and maybe slightly more carbs than, like, a Miller Lite. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually thought, isn't Guinness, isn't that what's used in, like, an Irish car bomb? Or my, yeah, yeah, okay. it, it sure is. Yeah, I've never actually had a Guinness before. Um, but from what I've heard, I've heard it's like like a beer where you can like chew on the hops. Like I've heard it's like super thick. Um, so that's interesting um, to hear what you that you say it's like not as thick. It's more of a light. It, it, it very isn't. Um, now it very much is not. Now they they do make like different like types of Guinness. They have like Guinness Extra Stout. Then you have like the you know. But it's really the nitrogen because it's um. You, this is where you start getting into like draft setups and you know different gases. You know most beers are pulled off of CO two. Guinness is usually pulled off of a nitrogen um, or a nitrogen CO2 blend. And that's what gives it that kind of creamy consistency. Um, anything, and, that's, and it's just the way the nitrogen is reacting to the beer. Um, but, I mean, that's that's really the long and short of it. I mean, Guinness is obviously a super, super popular beer. I like it. I think it's just a real nice, easy drinking, almost desserty type of stout like i could actually take a guinness and like pour it over ice cream and that shit's super good <laughs> little guinness Soup. little guinness float oh dude it's the best it's the best but yeah that's what we're doing uh you know we've got a a nice hearty stout for a not so stout adventure um and of course we're talking about cody season two um netflix season two um of seven deadly sins um which this uh this little four episode arc um was aptly titled signs of the holy war um so let's just dive right in so so cody this takes place before before you know at the end of season one the um elizabeth is sitting at dinner with her family and then uh, meliotis comes up and she leaves with them Mm-hmm. This takes place, this whole little four episodes takes place before that happens. It takes place during, like, I guess the festival celebrating their, their, I, I don't want to say liberation, but, like, it kind of is, right? Like, they're no longer under, like, the heavy rule of, like, the Holy Knights and uh, Hendrickson and all that. Yeah, they kind of got rid of, like, the, the bad cops, quote-unquote, of, like, that were running mm-hmm. around uh, with the Holy Knights. Um, yep. And I, I'm not sure what the actual festival is for. I think it was a festival that was going to happen anyway. I'm not really sure, like if it's just like a summer mm-hmm. festival. Um, but yeah, we kind of rewind a little bit from that last little chunk of episode 24. Um, mm-hmm. We 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 dive right back into the to the good old boar's hat. Seems like our our crew's got a little drunk from the night before. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, they uh, it opens up and they are fucking hammered. Yeah, was this, it, this this was a fun little opening. This was a very fun little opening. Yeah, this is the one where it starts off because they actually wake up drunk again in the later one of these four episodes. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the one where Meliodas cooks breakfast, right? Dude, this was so funny. <laughs> like, pretty much like Gil Thunder, just like yeah, he he cooks like I don't know, like this little 
pork thing. It's it's shaped like a it's shaped like hawk. Yeah, it looks like hawk, but it's actually like vegetables and scraps. Yeah, <laughs> he like cuts it into fours, and they all take a piece. And like, this is pretty funny because like Hauser's like sitting at the table like petrified. Gil Thunder just goes and just just upchucks everything that he's had, and. uh Try to think who else who else eats it. Uh, uh, Meli- Meliodas, he spits Meliodas it. Meliodas, <clears throat> yeah, he's just like, yeah, this ain't good. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I guess I need to try and use real pork. Uh, yeah. And this prompts Hawk to run away because obviously he doesn't want to get cooked, and he's the only pork mm. around. Uh, and this kind of really is the, like the majority of the episode is them chasing after Hawk, mm-hmm. like the whole crew, including Hauser and Gil Thunder. Meliodas, he makes like a. Like a little like quest kind of thing. He's like, "Hey, whoever finds Hawk, I'll do whatever they want for like the whole day." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it. Kinda, I really did enjoy the. Um, like I don't know how like the friendly competition that was going on and how they were like. It reminded me of like a reality game show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how they were like trying to get one over on each other to try to get to Hawk first, and like friendships were were left in the dust. It was really cool. Yeah, I think my favorite, my favorite like fan service moment actually happens in this, which is odd for me to say, um, but it's when Hawk like runs up Deanne's shirt. That was pretty. That was funny. <laughs> and Deanne's like, "King, help!" And he like goes to reach out his hand, just grabs both of her boobs. <laughs> and he gets like the fucking the anime nosebleed. So now, see now, I don't mind that kind of fan service, right? Because there's like, and I, I know that's kind of a weird like you know hypocritical stance to take, but like because there's like a weird like i don't want to say a sexual tension between those two characters but there there there's like something there mm-hmm. and like for like cuz king, king definitely wants it like he wants it real bad but he's like such a gentleman and doesn't want to like, like he really wants to like treat her right you know definitely kind of kind of simpish in that regard <laughs> but but like when the time comes and he's got to like you know help her out like he, he gets to go right for the jugular go right for the boobs so like <laughs> It, I like the hesitation, but like you know, and like the whole like nosebleed thing because he's been waiting to grab them titties for a long time. <laughs> so like I thought that was, I thought that was really like see I don't mind that type of fan service because there's like a story behind it, not just like two randos or like like Meliodas just walking up and just putting his fucking face under Elizabeth's skirt. I'm like, god damn it. Yeah, it's definitely a much more. It's like it's hilarious, honestly. This one, mm-hmm. um, like you said, like a good nosebleed scene, like not like every once in a while is like perfect it's hilarious um mm-hmm. it was perfect i think it was a perfect piece of fan service but yeah and then on a more serious note we do see bond he kind of goes to where that gray demon was that henderson yeah. actually like extracted some of its dna mm-hmm. uh, and he's kind of like has a little little chat with merlin and she's asking him what he's using it for um mm-hmm. which obviously i think i can't remember what he says he's actually using it for but she's like, oh, no, you're not going to touch this. I'm going to use this for my research. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow. Well, I feel like it was something about bringing, uh, a bring, bringing King's sister back to life. I feel yeah. like it had something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it was, is bringing Elaine back, which is pretty much his only mission, is trying to figure out a way to get her back alive. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it turns out that the, the chase kind of comes to an end. Then the whole, the whole crew goes back to the boar hat. Uh, and turns out Hawk was just going there waiting for Bond's cooking. Um, yeah. And then Meliodas ends up grabbing Hawk and winning <laughs> fucking his... Fucking cheater, man. What a fucking cheater. Yeah, winning his own competition. 
It was uh, like, yeah, you had to catch them, and it was just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. It was great. And then uh, him and Bond talk a little bit, like how they still need to have their fight to settle their issues, and Meliodas is like, okay, we'll fight like behind the mountain tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Meliodas, like, he walks back, he takes Elizabeth back to, like, the castle, and he's kind of nice to her. He's like, hey, oh, well, I, I'm going to need you on this next adventure because you're my purpose in life and, like, to uh-huh. protect you, which makes Elizabeth kind of like a little feel-good moment for her. Sure. Um, and then we see Meliodas, he goes and he actually finds the, like, the basement entrance to where that horn was that Bond was talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the giant, uh, the horn of, uh, Sermonis or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, this thing's, like, talking about how he hasn't seen, or he or she hasn't seen Meliodas in 3,000 years. Yeah, I thought that was, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, how old are these characters? Like, this is all stuff I'm guessing we're going to find out sometime in the near future. But yeah, it's kind of like... A lot of setup here. And I think that that's, uh... Like, this is where the episode ends, because doesn't he, like, just destroy it? Yeah, it's kind of like busting his balls. It's like, what were, what were your friends think when they find out what kind of sin you attempted to commit? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just a bunch of stuff like that. And Meliodas destroys it, but it doesn't... It seems like... Like, whoever's behind or saying all this stuff isn't actually part of the horn. I feel like it's like, uh... Somebody speaking it's just, it's through just it. a mouthpiece for somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I, I can I can agree to that. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah, just because it's like laughing, like as Meliodas is destroying it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, then that, this is where the episode ends, and then of course, Chris, we get our our classic post credit scene. Oh, we're back with the post credit scenes, and like I feel like this. You know, you and I are talking about this before the cast started. Like, what's happening on these scenes is real. Like to me, this feels like the real setup for what's coming. Yeah, this is the important stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But we see, like, a, a boy, and he's kind of, like, out in, like, this field. Uh, and he sees this arm with wings. Like, a gray arm yeah. flying with wings. Um, and when he goes in to tell his dad about it, there's a guy that's already at the door. Uh, and this guy really looks a lot like Dreyfus. Um, but he's got, so it sounds a lot like him, too. Yeah, same voice actor. It's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, it looks like a duck, walks like a duck. It's probably Dreyfus. Yeah, and he's, like, asking, like, the boy, like, hey, what did you just see? Uh, and that's what that's where the episode officially ends. Yep. Um, but yeah, then we then we go into episode two. Uh, we're back back to the with the crew, and uh, it's time for Bon and Meliodas to have their big fight, basically. Yeah, time for the behind the mountain scrap, and everybody is in attendance for this one. Yeah, Hawk basically gathered. I think I think it was Hawk that gathered all the townspeople. Yep. Um, so we got everybody in attendance to watch this battle, and Merlin kind of sets up this like cube like barrier type arena for them to fight in just so they don't like destroy the entire city yeah and there was also this weird rule that merlin was saying that like um if if two of the seven deadly sins are going to fight to the death we're obligated to step in and like stop that from happening like there was a lot of weird like that sounds pretty made up to me um stuff just to kind of justify what was happening in this episode but really the whole point of this episode was to get this fight. And so they, I, I do like how they did cube them off to stop the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's a pretty long and gruesome fight. Um, mm-hmm. And while they're, while they're scrapping uh, King and Hauser, they have their own little, little, little scrap, which doesn't, yeah. doesn't go so well for our buddy King. Cause there's no weapons allowed. Uh, mm-hmm. So he kind of makes yeah. a, fool, makes a fool of himself in front of DN, but, and I do like how like, these two are clearly going to be vying for uh, 
Deanne's affection. Because, um, I, I mean, Hauser's another one that's kind of had the hots for since they first met. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like a, a fun little friendly, like, funny rivalry. Well, Yeah, and, and I, I do like how King is definitely, like, the the little guy he's like the every he's like the average joe of this situation which is so funny because king could definitely take hauser to the cleaners if they had to like fight fight for real Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny that like king while i think he is definitely way more powerful than hauser like hauser's like he has like your typical like jock kind of muscular bro-ish chad type look so Mm -hmm. like i i don't know like it's a it's a nice little classic like dynamic you know that they're doing here so i like that yeah definitely um but yeah then bon and we kind of flash back to bon and meliotis and mm-hmm. their fight pretty much ends in a stalemate they actually like end up breaking the cube barrier that merlin had them in uh, but they're both pretty much exhausted and they kind of i think they agree to just kind of call it a draw yeah and, and then they go back to for a nice cocktail at the old at the old boar's hat yep everybody kind of has a little celebration um and that's where we get to our post-credit scene, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And this is this is clearly Dreyfus at this point. Um, at least it, to me, it seems like Dreyfus. I think this is the episode where he actually you see the, yeah he, the hood like falls off. Yeah, he pulls his hood off. Um, but the boy's telling him he's like, mm-hmm. I think the arm came from Leonis, and it looks like it's on its way to Jure Valley, mm-hmm. which is the boy says it's like a spooky place because like people say yeah. there's monsters there. Yada yada yada. And uh, Dreyfus thanks him, and then next thing you see, we see like the blood kind of, kind of like a. We don't see their bodies necessarily, but he's clearly killed this boy and his father. Yeah, because you see like the arm like laying on the ground. So yeah, he's clearly uh, they've they've seen too much. So he definitely uh, gives them their walking papers. But yeah, and that's the end of episode two. Uh, and that's when, like I said, we see him. Um, after that, he's like walking away, and we see him like on a mountainside, like his like the wind's blowing and it blows his hood off, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's fucking Dreyfus," or somebody yeah. who looks an awful lot like Dreyfus. Which is crazy because like the last time we saw Dreyfus, Hendrickson basically like disintegrated him, melted him. Yeah, he was he was nuked. So, but, so I don't so, know. How's so, it gonna be? Yeah, some questions have arisen here, and we'll we'll have to stick around to find out the answers here. Um, we will, and I'm in. I'm in for sticking. That's right. Uh, but yeah, then we move into episode three. Which is uh, kind of our episode mostly based around King and uh, Deanne. Yeah, it, it, it kind of starts with them uh, having their little, they're watching the fireworks, having their little fireworks date. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole let's go together type thing from the one of the previous episodes. Yeah, and uh, King wakes. pieces out and goes to the fucking. She goes to like the townspeople or like into, yeah. into the kingdom of Leonis. Yeah. Um, yeah, King wakes up and everybody's drunk once again at the board hat. And uh, Meliodas is like, oh, Deanne was taking care of you all night or something like that. They say they're, they're kind of giving him some crap and he doesn't really remember it. And he's like, what? Really? Where's she at? Hauser's like, oh, she kind of dipped off on her own. Um, but King eventually catches up with her and it turns out that she's actually helping the townspeople kind of rebuild. Um, yeah, which is cool. And uh, this was a really cool scene too because like, they exchange this dialogue where it's like, you think the townspeople are like, wait a minute, you're what? Mm-hmm. But they're like, but we should be apologizing to you. You know, we we were brainwashed. We were under this. We were, you know, we were buying this snake oil that y'all were evil. You know, things like that. So it was a cool little, like, you know, again, just a cool little, like, 
changing places here because like the townspeople, it's so easily easy for them to just turn on Deanne because they they were shocked when they saw that she wasn't big anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of play it up like you think the townspeople might turn, and it's like mm-hmm. the, I they, thought they were. They really build up the tension for the scene. Actually, it's probably one of my favorite scenes uh, from this little this little chunk of episode. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. It was a nice little. <clears throat> I, I don't know. There was just something about it. Yeah, just built the tension up, and then it's like, oh, sigh of relief. Uh, it's, oh, we're good. But yeah, then we see there's like a... Deanne and King, they play like a game of tag. They're kind of just playful, and you see like some flashbacks of like when they had first met and stuff like that. Um, but then we see like a wedding ceremony, uh, and Deanne's kind of intrigued by this. Um, but it's quickly abrupted by this, this demon that shows up. Um, and Deanne and King, they kind of make... Little little tag team handicap match, you know they they make quick work of this demon. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, <laughs> like, it's almost, it's almost like this fight just kind of felt like like I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not much here. It's just just another scene. Well, like pretty much an entire episode of just King and Deanne kind of just hanging out. King's obviously trying to get close to her, um, and he, he actually ends up getting a kiss on the cheek. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, and like this last part was so fucked. Um, like I thought it was gonna happen. I was like, oh, they, like, they they're gonna do it. They're gonna be together. Like this is it. This is this is the moment they've all been waiting for. And then it's just like, wait a minute, a brick. <laughs> yeah, it turns out a brick falls from above and kind of knocks him out, and he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a real shame. But yeah, another another kind of funny feel good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to our post-credit scene, of course, and we see this wing arm flying again, and it's now reached this Zhurher Valley, and it actually coughs up that like uh, whatever like that the, the, whatever that emblem is that has Meliodas's uh, sword hilt in it. Yeah, his it's like the final piece to it or whatever. Um, so mm-hmm. this arm like coughs it up, uh, and then we see Hendrickson. Yeah, uh, like it's I, like his upper torso. Yeah, he's clearly like missing like a good chunk of body and is somehow still alive. But which, which I guess I can I can understand because we didn't actually it, we've learned from these days of TV and movies that like if you don't see the person literally die, mm-hmm. they're probably still alive somehow. Um, Absolutely, and even even you know in this case, right? Um, you know we don't know what how what kind of power he truly has. Yeah, because so, he's got if, he, he injected himself with demon's blood and all that stuff. Yeah, so even if we saw like a body or something dissolve, I mean, I would, I would definitely, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for oh, yeah. it to form back together in some form, you know. Oh yeah, I know, I know, Chris, you've seen some of like the like the Fast and the Furious movies, so like nobody, oh, can, absolutely, yeah, nobody can actually die in, in like <laughs> very much so. They're, they're they're brought back and they're brainwashed until they rejoin the team, and then That's they right. get their own spinoff movie. It's great. Yep, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then we then we kind of see this like. This weird sort of like dream sequence. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening here because like then like he fucking. It's like Hendrickson and like, Dreyfus and like they're, he's crying and, I don't know. It's like a weird scene because, from what we've seen, they were like, kind of at ends with each other. Like they weren't very close friends or anything like that. They were like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they've been, like working together. It seems like, I don't know. It's a very odd scene. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that we'll get some more clarity on that, um, you know, as it progresses. Yeah, and then uh, Dreyfus like kneels down to Hendrickson's body, like back in like the the regular world, mm-hmm. and he like bites into his arm and kind of like 
he's almost like feeding him blood, almost like as if he was like a, a dying vampire or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't but, know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very odd scene. Um, but Hendrickson, he like his wounds are healed, uh, and then we see Dreyfus, and he's kind of like off, and he's got this the mark, and it's kind of similar to the one that like Meliodas had, like when he gets angry, he has that mark that appears. Um, so, so, so maybe it's something else taking the form of Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. But we'll find uh, out. And Dreyfus, he actually has like a... Apparently he has a bandage and it has Elizabeth's blood on it. Oh. Which is kind of interesting because remember, if you remember back, Hendrickson said he needed the blood of... Uh, the, the I think it was the blood of the Apostle of the Goddess or something like that. Yep. Which way turned t- out to be Elizabeth. Way too much terminology in that word or in that... Yes. Little phrase there, but uh, anyhow, he's got everything he needs to to summon back something. Um, I, I think he wants to bring back the demon clan, is what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I can't remember if it was this episode or episode four where you actually get like a little bit of um, a little bit of history about like oh the different classes of demons and there's the demon king and then there's this ten demons that Merlin goes on about. I think that might have been in episode four. Yeah, I think that's in this final episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, going right into episode four. Um, this was kind of fun. This whole uh, Meliodas wanting Merlin to be a waitress at the boar's head or boar hat. I thought this was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he asked Merlin to be a waitress, and this is we get the little scene where like she's a waitress, and then is this where Gother puts on the waitress uniform as well? Because Merlin like um, quits right off the bat. Yeah, Merlin like they want like Meliodas wants them to like do some kind of song, and Merlin's like, "I quit as of this moment, effective immediately." But like, but then like Hawk gets a little like waitress outfit. It was so weird. I I guess Merlin quits a little bit later on in the episode. Now that I'm looking mm-hmm. at my notes and well, stuff. Well, yeah, she um, well she she doesn't agree to do it until Meliodas does something for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get uh. A scene where our, our old pal Vivian turns out. Yeah, she, this was so great. She's still alive. I guess she's been like stalking uh, Gil Thunder. Yep, she's been like invisible. Yeah. Um. But they find her. They like uh like they're him um, what's his name? Graymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hauser, they're, they're they're like at a little cafe having themselves a, a nice little hot spot of tea, and they uh, or coffee or whatever, and they like. They um, yeah, Meliodas like they, spil- they find. he like spills his coffee to like expose that she's there. Um, yep. And Merlin, she kind of Merlin is like Vivian's like mentor, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, we found that out in the um, last one. Okay, and this is where we find out about the uh, the Ten Commandments, which yeah, are like we, the highest class of demon. Yeah, we find out. Yeah, these Ten Commandments, like you said, these Ten Commandments. Um, she also puts this like curse ring on. Uh, Vivian's finger that's like I want to say it's like every time she casts a spell mm-hmm. against like Gil Thunder or something like that it'll like increase and then like if it covers her whole body she's gonna die yep um, that's a way for her to just get away from Gil Thunder mm-hmm. but she definitely does not want to yeah definitely she's not pretty, she's pretty sprung um, but like you said they talk about the Ten Commandments and they're like the highest the, t- the tip of the top for the for the demon race Yep. There's like the Demon King, and then there's like the Ten Commandments, and then there's like different classes. This is where you find that the uh, 
the red demons are like, oh, those are just foot soldiers. Those aren't shit. Yeah, which is kind of kind of crazy. Um, just because, like, how much grief they were given just by people that were injected with the red demon's blood in the past season. Yep. Yep. And you are right. Hawk, uh, Gother does, uh, in fact, uh, take uh, Merlin's place as a, a waitress. Mm-hmm. In the, um, and Hawk does, too. So they both step in. So what the fuck's Hawk going to do? Right. Uh, but then they're actually summoned by like the king of Leonis, uh, Elizabeth's yep. father, um, and he said he kind of tells them that he's seen this premonition, um, mm-hmm. and it says it involves like ten shadows and basically, like you kind of put two to, two together here. It's the Ten Commandments um, yep. from and, and, from what we've heard at least. And and I feel like that's definitely like just the the, the final setup into what's coming next. Yeah, and then we we get the credits, and then we get the the post credit scene with Hendrickson, and it, mm-hmm. he's completed this ritual, like on the seal, um, to release like the whatever that little thing is that he has with Meliodas's sword in it. Yep. And we just kind of see him like summon whatever like the demon clan or whatever is going to come out of this, and that's where the episode really ends, and brings this little this short little four episode thing to a close. Yeah. So not really a lot here but definitely a nice little light-hearted romp um again i i was all for it i think it was something that we needed after you know the real i mean just the real heavy like last eight episodes it was just nothing but fighting non-stop so to see a little bit of rebuilding and i do like granted i like the way that the first season ended if the if that would have been the end of the show i would have been happy and i like that if they are, you know, if they're continuing more, I like that they're starting kind of overlapping with the first, um, with like the first season. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of an interesting approach. Yeah, uh-huh. and I definitely have more questions than I have answers. Obviously. Yeah, like, what's up with Dreyfus and Hendrickson? Yeah. Was this all their plan the whole time? You know, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of stuff to be uh, to to question. Um, but I'm intrigued for the next season, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to dive into season three. Um, like I said, I've become very invested in these characters, and I I didn't think I was gonna like this little side season or this little special as much as I did. It was it was good. Um, again, like the, the the first episode was a little heavy on the fan service, but then it was like, okay, you have this after credit scene. Okay, something's clearly happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I, I've I've again, I like I said, I've become invested in these characters. I like. I like the journey I've gone on with them so far, and it's 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 got all the good stuff. You know, I laugh, I cry, I've come. So I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's a good. It's a good show. It's, it, it hits all the right buttons. That's right. Yeah. Um, I remember how it was kind of disappointing when this first came out. If you're a person that was just watching on Netflix only, mm-hmm. uh, because like, you know how exciting it is when you see a, a new show and it says like new episodes or a new season. You're like, oh sweet, let's go check yeah. it out. And then you dive into it and you're like. Wait, that was only four episodes. You're like, what the fuck is this? And then you like, gotta wait like another. I think it was another year, at yeah. least. I think it was before the the season two, or season three, I guess is what it is on Netflix came out. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like Castlevania, which was the exact opposite. You got like a four episode first season, then it was like, oh shit, we get ten episodes now. Yeah, the four, the four episode, that that was a teaser. I, I was exactly. like, I was so invested in that show, and I'm like, wait, oh, it's over. That's it. I'm like, please tell me they're making more. Oh, oh yeah, they snap made more, and they've got more on the way. That's right. Um, 
but yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, we got to see a lot more character development. Well, just a little bit more with, like, uh, Gil Thunder and Hauser. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. Yeah, I, I, I like these characters, right? Now, I'm mad we didn't get to see a whole lot of, like, uh, you know, if any at all, of uh, Jericho and um, Gila. Um, like, I, I like these Holy Knight characters that have become, you know, kind of mainstays. Um, but I, Gil Thunder being one of my favorite characters, I mean, King Arthur is still my favorite, and I hope I get to see a lot more of him. But uh, Gil Thunder is an awesome character. And I, I like to see him kind of more even keel, just kind of hanging out with the boy. Yeah, just hanging with the boys, really. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's what this whole this whole thing just felt like. It was just the hanging with the boys. Yeah, definitely. Crack. They drank a lot of beer here. Oh. <laughs> they did. They did. Lot, lots of ale was had, and thirsts were slaked. But yeah, that brings us to a close of the signs of a holy war. Uh, indeed. Indeed. I, I'm excited again. Ready to go to season three. Um, but, you know, Cody, we, we, this doesn't mean it's because we're done talking about, you know, the main topic. It doesn't mean our episode's over, Cody. We got some questions. All right, Chris. Well, you got the questions this time, so let me hear. Yeah. Them. Well, I'm, I'm ready. Well, one's actually fitting. Um, it kind of fits right in with uh, what we're watching. It's, uh, you know, I, I kind of answered mine already, but I'll definitely answer again. Uh, do you have, the question is, do you have a favorite character in Seven Deadly Sins? If so, who? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I think mine's probably King mm-hmm. or Harley Quinn, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah. I, I really do like Bond also, but I think Bond's motive, like, I really enjoyed Bond up until the point where the, the horn talked to him in the past yeah. season. And then it's like, oh, this thing has to clearly just be telling the truth, right? And then he just, mm-hmm. like, turns on his best friend, basically. Yeah. That's a very, like, I don't know. It's very, stupid. Very, like, shallow and narrow. Super stupid, yeah. It's just like, what? Like, do you just believe anything you say? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I'm glad that little beef it got squashed in these four episodes. Um, but yeah. All that aside, I think King's probably my favorite so far. Uh, yeah, King's fun. I like King a lot, too. Yeah, when he has a fan service moment with Deanne, it's hilarious, and it's not it, like... It's great. It's so perfect. And it's not like nonstop like Meliodas is with Elizabeth. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd probably say King. Um, I also enjoy, like, Hauser. Um, mm. but, but but up to this point, King's my favorite. That's fair. Um, and obviously, I just I literally just spoke about mine. Uh, Arthur uh, Pendragon is my favorite. Um, he's only been in two episodes, but it's fucking King Arthur. What's not to love? Um, but I will say too. I mean, obviously, Gil Thunder is a very, very close second. I've always I always like those like knight captain knight type characters because um, they're they're usually like super powerful, but you you almost hardly ever get to see them fight. I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about like that particular type of character that always like it's like that that's that's the character i get behind that's the character i follow no definitely and actually there's another character which i can't mention because it's kind of a spoiler um oh but coming up chris you'll meet a character that might that might surpass king arthur so. oh man well i can't wait to hear that um so we'll find that so that question may evolve as the show goes on now cody the next question's a little bit more broad um if you could be inserted into any anime world what would it be, and why did you pick Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be bad, but I don't want to get sent to the Shadow Realm, right? Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. I think it has to be Pokemon. Um, I know, man, so- you're a wild one, man. I don't want no fucking snakes talking to me. <laughs> you're crazy. 
yeah um definitely definitely pokemon um obviously since i was a kid that's been that was like one of the first the, the first anime quote unquote that i seen uh-huh. uh, before i even knew that there was I was like wait there's this is in japanese too like what like yeah i remember like the first time i got japanese pokemon cards i was like wait <laughs> i'm in another world hold on um but yeah i've always loved the oh i should say always loved the show but the early stuff is very good uh, and then i obviously play all the games and all that stuff and mm-hmm. I don't no, know, that's a good answer the intro song obviously is just like it's everything you want you know the world of pokemon I mean, because you want to be the very best like no one ever was. I mean, is that, is that your karaoke jam? Because it should be. I, it might. I, I need to work on the pipes, you know. I'll see, a, see so, what I can do. So, Cody, what you're saying is next time we're hanging out, um, when things get back to normal or normal-ish, you're saying when we're gonna when we're, we're at Gen Con or something or at our next event, we're going to find the bar that's doing karaoke and we're going to crush the Pokemon theme song? I think that. I know we always talked about doing uh, Fat Lip by Sun 41. Well, we can do all of our hits, sir. Yeah, all of our hits. Uh, so look forward to that if you guys are heading to the next Gen Con. Gen Con 2021. There it is. There is or a dive. 2022. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's a dive bar out there. Uh, and I would have done karaoke last year, but the, the sign-up sheet was way too long. So. Oh, rough. Rough. It's got to get there <laughs> early. Get, get, get the prime real estate in the karaoke line. That's right. And Fat Lip was already written down. I was like, come on, man. Fuck, man. They uh, probably did it no justice. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty good. I was I was pretty impressed, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to show them how it's really done next time. That's uh, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But Chris, what about what? you? What anime would you like to get drug into? Well, def- definitely not Pokemon for sure, because like, I don't there's, um, because there's just too many wild critters that like I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to like wake up and find a fucking like Diglett in my toilet. You know what I mean? You don't you don't want to move out of your house when you're ten years old. <laughs> no, no. And never and and you literally never grow up. <laughs> Yeah, Pokemon no. has like over a thousand episodes, and he's still ten. Like <laughs> that—that's wild. To never me. ages. Uh, but go, go ahead, continue. <laughs> I, no, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want any crazy critters like that. Um, but you know, because, yeah, let, let's pick one that's even safer, right? I would love to, especially if I had the chance to have a quirk. I would love to be in the uh, My Hero Academia world. Oh yeah, that's a really good choice too. I mean, it's like er- almost everybody gets to be a superhero, right? But, I mean, knowing my luck, I'd have, like, the shittiest quirk ever. My quirk would be social anxiety. I'd just become socially invisible when I walk into a crowded <laughs> room. It would, just, it would be something awful. Something absolutely awful. Now, a side note, be- Chris. Like, if you could pick your quirk, what would you want? Um, okay. Have you seen The Boys? Oh, yeah. Have you seen Season 2? Yes. Wait, Remember the guy wait, with the- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Spoilers for the boys, if you guys haven't seen it yet, season yes. two, just fast forward about a minute and a half. Yes. Spoiler warning, you've been warned. Okay, go ahead, Chris. You've been warned. I know remember what you're going to say. Remember the inmate with the fucking dick thing? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty neat, right? Are we talking about, like, the the dude that, like, strangles Mother's Milk? <laughs> yeah. Yes, with his fucking dick, yes. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely not want that as my quirk. Um... But it'd be funny. It'd be a great laugh. But um, no, man, if I could have any quirk, I don't know what it would be. I actually, as hard as it is, I would love something like Mirio. I think he has a very, very powerful ability. But like, it's very, very hard to make good. It's like it's like when you're playing a card game, right? Like you have a very powerful deck, but it's very, very hard to pilot. 
Like, mm-hmm. that's literally Mirio's quirk, and I would love something like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, and the, the final question. This is a, kind, of a, kind of a cosplay question here, Cody. So, you know, with Halloween right around the corner, if you could dress up as any anime character for Halloween, who would it be? Hmm. You had you had all the you had all the things you had the perfect costume. Who would it be? And do I have the hair too? Like, do I have? Like oh yeah, a... yeah. You've got the wig. You've got everything. It's perfect. Well, I think if I grew my hair out like I did when I was in like freshman year or sophomore year of high school, I think I could pull off light Yagami. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had like the Bieber the Bieber bangs kind of like oh, he has. Man. Um. Plus, I have like a. A cosplay Death Note that I just bought on a whim just because I thought it looked cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, and it, and it's an easy costume, you know. You just you throw on like some some dress clothes, like some khaki slacks and a khaki blazer. Excuse mm-hmm. me, got the beer burps. Love that. The seltzer burps, sir. That's uh, fucking. It's, it's 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 the Catalina lime mixer. It's the fucking it's... Catalina lime mixer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, probably light. Uh, and it, it, it's it's kind of lame. It's kind of simple. Um. But, you know, that's, that's, that's who I'd go with. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you go with what you like. And it's one of those things that it's, like, simple enough that the people who get it will get it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm all for the simple costumes, Chris. I went to a, a little side story here. I went to a Halloween party this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a, a purger, like, from the movie The Purge. Oh, just nice. Like, just like a dress, you know, a nice, nice dress clothes and a, just wear a mask. Perfect. Super, super simple, very easy. And, uh, but yeah, anyhow, back, back to the question. What, what would you dress up as or who would you dress up as? Fuck man. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a, that, this is a tough one. I wish I would have had some time to, you know, prepare to answer this one. Um, if any, I get to, I get to have anything, right? Like it, it's perfect. Um, oh shit. Um, but I don't, I, I, let's, it's, it's let's tough, also, right? let's also say we're super fit so we can be like anything, right? Yeah, I, I, clearly. <laughs> um, we're super like, ripped, like, so like if you want to be all might, you can be all might. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it sucks, right? Because I have a beard, and like I wouldn't want to shave my beard. But oh, that is true. Yeah. If I if I would have if I would have to shave my beard to have any Halloween costume as an anime character, and I had all the trappings, I was fit. I had a, it would be fucking Alex Louise Armstrong, baby, from oh. fucking Full Metal Alchemist. Love that. Yeah, you'd have to. Let's see, he has the mustache, and he has, like, the little curly cue of hair, right? I, I would totally shave all of that just to have the little curly mustache and shave all of my hair except for the little curly cue in the front. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. The gloves, everything, just have, like, the, the normal, like, state alchemist thing, but, like, have the shirt, like, pulled off and just, just be flexing on fools the whole fucking time with the secret technique passed down to generations <laughs> of the Armstrong family. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd be so hype. I'd be all baby oiled up. It'd be perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, that would be the greatest costume. But yeah, that's uh, that's all the questions we have this week. Uh, you know, we, if you want to submit a question, you know where to send them. Uh, check out our Twitter. Um, throw it on the old Facebook page. But yeah. um, and you can find yeah. both those Twitter at Shonen Insuds and Facebook. Just search Shonen Insuds and drop us a like if you yeah, guys want to participate like. in any of that. And you can. You can vote in our future polls, of course. Um, Chris, I was actually considering, like, maybe, like, one of these days throwing up, like, a couple options for drinks, and then I go and get that drink just to, yeah, just to, you know, 
add, add a little more pizzazz to the podcast. Yeah, you know, expand your horizons. Yeah, I am totally down. If people want to pick what we drink, I am down for that. But I think next week I'm definitely going to go grab the other. What you oh, say? You need to fucking What's do the Aloha other? Beaches. Aloha Beaches. Yeah, it's like a like a peach flavored seltzer. Shit okay. is real good. I like. Um, was it? Oh yeah, it was at fucking World, dude. When I was uh, when I was your plus one at World, I crushed a whole fucking twelve pack of those. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's when the lights went out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I crushed the what whole a... twelver, and that's when uh, I, I demolished Lord and Lady Byron's bathroom, which oddly enough, apparently it was cleaner after I was done. I guess I cleaned up when I was finished. That's good. But, yeah, but the whole twelve, I, I crushed the whole twelve pack, Cody. Love that. Yeah, I know you were putting down the Bacardi. Oh man, I was putting it. We, it was we had wet, a, I was drinking it. Yeah, that was a big weekend for us. Huh? <laughs> Boy, how? I think that's the last time I've gotten like shit face drunk. It's been a while. Once this COVID nineteen stuff goes away, we'll yeah, we to, need to fix that. We'll get the band back together. Get everybody. You know. You know how Indeed it goes. Indeed, we will. Indeed, we will. But in the meantime, everybody, if you're staying on schedule, we've got season three, part one. Because um, season three, it's the same amount of episodes, correct? It's still 24 episodes in season three, or how many do we have? I do believe it's 24. Here, I'll, I'll pull it up real quick while you're, while you're checking. Yeah, because if, if it's 24, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to cut them in half, 12 and 12. Yeah, I believe it is 12. 12 episodes total, or... No, 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 24 total. Okay, so 12 and 12, okay. So yeah, just like before, so go ahead and watch episodes 1 through 12 of season 3 of 7 Deadly Sins and be ready to talk about it. I wanna, I'm want i ready to have give it a full report. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's not much I remember. I remember one character very vividly, um, and uh-huh. that was that character I kind of kind of like briefly mentioned earlier. Uh, but we can't go into the spoilers okay. or anything like that, so like Chris said, well, guys. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, tune in next Tuesday. And uh, until then, Chris, I, you got anything else before we wrap this up? Nah, man, I am good. I am good to go. I'm ready to just dive back into some Seven Deadly Sins. Absolutely, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>